What up, what up, what up, ladies and gentlemen? It's me. Remember me? Five mics, y'all. This is the idea of manhood. Like, wow, it's been like two good weeks, two strong good weeks since I've uh, since I posted an episode on the idea of manhood podcast, allow me to reintroduce myself. You know, I feel like it's January 27th or 8th. I don't even know. But I feel like this is the first episode of 2016. You know, I've done, I've done another episode, but that didn't really feel like the new one. This feels like the new one. I feel like I need to come in to the room and, and greet everyone and, like, give everyone a hug again and, like, you know, make sure y'all know who I am. Make sure y'all know what's going on. Thank you for tuning in. If this is your first time listening, welcome. If you are a return visitor, uh, no need to stand up today and say what church you came from. Just thank you for being here. This is the Idea of Manhood, uh, episode 11119, episode 19, um, representing for my people out there. This is going to be a good episode. Like, I again, like normal, this is your first time listening. Or if you forgot the format, I don't have a format. Like, I don't have a script. I don't have anything in front of me. It's just me and one mic. You know, I guess it's two mics, me and the one in front of me. Ba-doom, boom, tsh. So, um, yeah, so uh, we're here. It's January 27th or 8th. I don't even know uh, what, what's today. Today's the 27th. Um, and... You know, it's 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 a special day, man, because it's a new day. It's all every day is special, um, but I feel like renewed and renewed and, and rejuvenated and just ready to hit the new year in a good stride. You know, New Year's is my favorite holiday, like the new year, not necessarily Christmas. I love Christmas, of course, um, but the new year, when you turn over from one year to the next year, there's just something about it for me that's always been so cathartic and just just a, a representative, a representation of a new beginning. Of course, that's cliche, but I really take that ish serious. Like, I really feel like, you know, you have an opportunity to to refresh your mind, to 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 to, you know, just correct all the negative energy and flush it out of your system. Um, There's nothing like seeing that calendar and it's one slash one slash whatever the new year is. Um, And I really take that take that seriously. So I hope you do, too. Um, I know people. Now we're in the day and age of the internet Everything, nothing's cool Like nothing, everybody's so cynical And people will make fun of you And down you, oh, new year, new me Hell yeah, new year, new you Why not? Um, and so uh, I'm, I'm just so I'm, I'm thankful to be here I'm thankful to have this podcast I'm thankful to have this, this opportunity to This is, I'm telling you This is my therapy Um you know, my background is in psychology, in, in school, undergrad and grad school. And so I know the power of talking. I know the power of reflection. Um, but, you know, as a busy dad, as a working dad, you know, two kids, job, house, da, 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 da. You don't oftentimes have that opportunity. So um, this podcasting. I'm encouraging all dads to do it. Anybody really, but especially dads, because women, y'all talk all the damn time. Like y'all talk a lot already. And there is a real reason. There is a real reason why women 
outlive men by seven to eight years because all the things that you think and feel you get it out and it's 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 a process and men do not by nature know how to do that um and i hate to do this cliche thing because there's so much men and women cliche talk happening right now um but you know i really think by nature men are just more uh closed off um especially in this Western society we live in, we're not taught to, it's not really encouraged and speaking in, in, in this kind of way is not really, uh, encouraged in a large level. So this is my therapy. So y'all are sitting and listening to my therapy session and I'm kind of getting over cold. It's been, yo, let me tell you something. It's been, <coughs> excuse me. Wow. Horrible, horrible manners. Uh, it's been quite a few weeks. Um, let me hold on. I'm having like a serious coughing attack and this is unprofessional, but I'll be a nine. Um, and this is the title of this episode is the pre-op episode. Yep. The pre-op episode folks is going to get real. It's going to get grimy. It's going to be serious talk here in this episode but you know how we do it here how i do it here we're going to keep it light we're going to be honest we're going to be authentic because there's power in truth there's power in authenticity there's healing um both physical and emotional and everything else so i'm glad y'all are here tuning in i'm going to take a quick break um not a coughing break just to ease into the next transition and we're going to go into uh into just some things. I don't know. I have I have no uh, I have no blueprint of what we're doing right now. But I'm glad you're listening. And uh, be right back. Hold tight. Yo, I'm back. So listen. Um, episode 19. Episode 11119. Um, the idea of manhood. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Five Mics. I didn't say it. The microphone gives me wings. Husband, father, educator, writer, MC. Um, and so I usually have a segment where I'm tired, but there's so much that uh, that I'm tired of that if I were to list it all out right now, I would just come off real real angry and that's not the place that i'm in right now i'm actually in a very reflective cathartic i've used that word like three times already place where you know i i feel like i just want to have an honesty segment like i want to have a segment where we just talk about the importance of 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 being honest just like like the simple uh the, the, the simplicity of that is so liberating you know what I'm saying? Like there are still grown men and women that can't have an honest conversation with their mother and father. Um, they can't have honest conversations with people that they call their best friends. They can't have honest conversations with their spouse. Um, and you know, like, I just feel, I'm so thankful that I'm in a place with my friends and family, you know, my spouse, my children, my wife, my children, that I can, that I can say that I'm me unapologetically. I can't imagine the burden and the, uh, the weight that it, it must take to, you know, carry around these things that you want to say, but just don't have the courage to say, or you're worried about hurting someone's feelings, or, you know, you're worried about how it's going to come off, like, all of that time that it takes to 
sift through that. Now, of course, we all know as adults, we have to be guarded at certain times. And of course, that makes sense. But uh, what I'm talking about is, you know, just simple things. You got people in their jobs, you know, that they hate. And the only reason that they hate it is because they can't have an honest conversation with their boss, whether it is, hey, I really want to work on this project or I really don't like working on this project or, hey, I really don't like the way you treated me in this. Can we work on something different? Hey, you know, or thank you. You know, thank you for treating me in such ways. I appreciate it. You know, for me, it's so freeing to to just have that space. And I don't know if it's because, hey, I don't think I mentioned this. Uh, uh, A part of the reason why I've been gone for so long, I had a birthday a couple weeks ago, so I turned 39. So I'm a, I'm officially like a grown ass man now. Like there's no, it's not like oh he's a young man or oh yeah. Like officially, um, I feel like once you turn 35, like you shouldn't even really count birthdays anyway. Like age is completely null and void at this point in time. But knocking on 40s door, I'm looking at 40 like what? I'm looking at 40. In 40's face, and I'm bucking at him like, "What? What do you want? Like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna steal 40 in the face." <laughs> I'm so stupid. Uh, I, I feel like I want to steal 40 in the face. Like, I'm, I'm knuckling up to, to the number 40. Like, what do you want? Like, do you want me? Do you want me now, or do you want it later? Like, when and where? You just let me know. Like, that's how I feel right now. I feel almost. You know, I feel stronger. I think the last episode I was talking about, that was the weight issue, the weight episode. Where I was talking about my struggles with weight over the course of my life and that I'm down some pounds. Well, since the last episode, I've lost three or four more pounds. I'm down 17 pounds since December 13th. Um, I'm for the first time in very recent memory i'm under that 200 number like i'm i'm, I'm cutting up i'm telling you those abs son when you do that remember that when that's good that is the sound if you don't remember uh that is the sound that my fingers will make as they progress through the terrain the rocky terrain and tumultuous terrain of my abdominable muscles uh abdominal abdominable i don't know but those abs that sound that that is coming son i'm telling you so um yeah i just feel i feel good i feel strong i can do more push-ups now at age 39 than i could do when i was 29 and i could do when i was 19 i'm running faster i'm i, I could do more pull-ups now like i'm kind of i'm low-key a beast right now i'm low-key a beast And so, um, you know, so I feel like that's reflected in the work I do at work. I feel like it's reflected in how I work, you know, deal with my with my with my kids. I feel like it's reflected in how I deal with my wife. And I just feel like, you know, I feel strong. I feel good. um, And I need to keep that up. And I want all of you to keep that up. I want everybody to be encouraged by, you know, whatever it is that you want uh, your goal to be, whether it's weight, whether it's, you know, if you want to change something dramatically about how you look, if you want to dress a certain way, let me tell, let me tell you a certain story. So, um, I think I've talked about this before. I, I won't go into the details, but I think I've talked about this on, on the podcast before, but I am in a certain place where I am. It's almost a fear. It's almost a fear of mine. I do not want to be washed. So, so 
washed is a metaphor okay so when you know when old people get too old to do certain things they're like oh man he out here looking washed like you look you washed up you know like rocky you washed up um i have a fear of being washed and i don't know if it's washed in terms of how i look i don't really care about how i look and fashion all that stuff changes i'm more talking about washed mentality like do you have a washed mentality where like everything is oh back in my day if you ever started studying like that you're washed oh man my music oh it was what you're washed oh man school we never washed oh man those shoe washed you know what i'm saying and so um i have a fear of being washed because i feel like once you make the decision that everything that you've gone through in your past is better than what's ahead of you you're done you know what I'm saying? And I will not be washed. Anyhow, I don't even know where that came from. But uh, that's just how I'm feeling right now. So I feel renewed and refreshed. And I feel like my style game is is changing. I feel like the music I'm listening to, like, I just feel like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel good. I feel good. I want all you to feel good. I'm not saying that to brag. I'm just saying that to, uh, to encourage whoever out there needs encouraging. So uh, the Hip Hop Minute... We're going to go into that because, gee, goodness gracious, uh, there's been a lot over the past three weeks in hip-hop, but I'm not going to give it a lot of time because I want to move into the main area. Again, the, uh, the, the what you call, the, the main topic for today is uh, the pre-op episode. This is the pre-op episode. It's, got, it's a pretty serious topic, but uh, I want to bring it to y'all and, and we can talk about it. Um, so hold tight and we'll be right back. right back you see how we did that we'll be right back we'll be right back okay so hip-hop minute we're gonna really try to make this quick so the 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 theme for this episode in terms of hip-hop is just beef it's been a lot of beef it's been uh if you're living under a rock and in the hip-hop world you you might have missed 50 cent and meek mill going crazy again meek mill released a pretty decent um a decent ep in, in, in preparation for his Dream Chaser 4 mixtape, I think it's a DC4. Uh, so it was a good it was a good showing, but because it's Meek Mill and because of his beef with Drake, everything that he does right now is super scrutinized. He needs to take a seat. Anyhow, 50 exposed him and uh, they just went back and forth on Twitter with a series of memes. Somehow the Flint water crisis got involved. Not really sure how, but uh, that happened maybe last week. And today, still kind of unfolding as we speak, uh, your boy Kanye West. No, actually, this is what people don't know because people don't know the story. This is how you know when people are a little... Uh, you know, just able to pick and choose who they want to support depending on who they like and who they relate to and all that other stuff. But uh, Kanye West has a new album coming out. Uh, it was called Swish. Um, and he released the album listing online maybe two days ago. Um, and he followed that up and said he's changing the name of the album to Wave. W-A-V-E, like high, wave high. Uh, so, you know, there's a there's a kind of saying in the hip-hop world, like, oh, wavy, it's wavy, catch that wave um, that was made famous by Max B, who's some West Coast dude. You don't really need to know. It doesn't matter. Um, but anyhow, yesterday, unprovoked, 
Kanye changed the name, and I don't even know if he changed it for real. He just put it out there on the picture. And Wiz Khalifa came out and was like, yo, son, don't do that. Max B owns Wave. You're not on the Wave. Don't do it. And so Kanye West let that go. This was yesterday, right? This was uh, today's Thursday. This was Wednesday this happened. So today, uh, Wiz changed his uh, something in his Twitter feed to say KK, uh, but I think it's some kind of marijuana strain. I don't know. Young kids, I don't understand. Uh, Kanye thought he was talking about Kim Kardashian. This started a huge situation where Wiz came at Kanye and was like, you're not this. Kanye listed out 18 reasons why Wiz should never uh, say anything to Kanye. Kanye made some pretty disparaging remarks about Wiz's son, who, of course, the mother is Amber Rose, who's Kanye's former love love interest, who I believe he still has tremendous feelings for. But regardless, uh, I think all this just goes to show I don't care. I, I don't care. All this goes to show that these are real people. Um, and, you know, idolize these stars if you want to, you know, want to be like them, want to dress like them. You think you know everything about their lives and their mothers and fathers and kids. You don't. But I think what we see in these moments, why Twitter is so awesome and why social networking is so popular is because you get to see brief moments into the fact that these are real people and we are real people. And we have these same emotions that we're chastising these stars for having. We we have them every single day um so you know it is what it is but it was a hilarious moment <laughs> on twitter today to see you know kanye who doesn't really tweet too much and then amber clapped back with some remarks that i'm not gonna say on here but let's just say that she was on that vivica fox 50 cent train if you remember that from a few weeks ago anyhow that's what it is that's the hip-hop minute uh let's transition in to the main idea uh again this is the pre-op episode episode 11119 episode 19 um and we'll be right back and we're right back um listen so all right so I toyed around with uh, whether or not I was going to talk about this, um, whether or not I was going to address it. I'm not trying to be dramatic at all. I'm really not. Um, but, uh, you know, and so tomorrow I'm having a minor surgery. Um, let's start there. Tomorrow I'm having a vasectomy. Okay. Tomorrow, five mics, the husband, father, educator, writer, MC is having a vasectomy tomorrow, like in the morning in less than 12 hours, um, or in the afternoon tomorrow. And, you know, I, I, I thought about, I thought a lot about like, do I want to put this out there? You know, people really care. Like, does it matter? Um, and then I was thinking, like, what advice would I give someone else if they wanted to talk about this or want to share it? I'm like, tell it. It's your story. It's your reality. Why not? You know what I mean? And as I mentioned earlier, in terms of men and their comfortability, uh, comfortability, uh, talking and just expressing themselves, this is not a reason why men die so early <laughs> and men go through unnecessarily unnecessary struggles. Um, it's because we don't talk to each other and we don't talk not only to each other, definitely not to each other. We don't talk about these issues. 
Um, and so, yeah, I'm having a, vas- a vasectomy tomorrow. And so, I mean, I kind of looked at this episode as like s- informative slash like just reflective, like of my thought process through this whole situation. And then um, just informative in the, pr- in, 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 the, in the thought of like, I didn't know what a vasectomy was. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't like literally I did not know the biology of what a vasectomy did and does and what are the after effects and nothing I was like I was a naive I was as naive as a 12 year old and when it comes when it came to this topic and so you know but I will tell you this I feel like on some level there's a you know on some level again I have no script here I want people to know this is as genuine and as authentic as I can be when it comes to this topic which is kind of sensitive but at the same time hey it it is what it is it's the truth right so you know my wife you know I, I, I talked to my wife about it so she knows I'm talking about her but my wife has been on birth control for for how long I mean how long have women you know as soon as women are at the age where they can become sexually active uh, you know, they're, they're put on birth control. Um, you know, some women are put on birth, con- birth control just to regulate their period, their cycle. Um, and, and, and as you know, everybody knows there's all sorts of chemicals and mumbo jumbo inside of these birth control pills. Right. And there was something within me that like, you know, we've been married for 12 years, uh, going on 13 years. Wait, is it 13? I don't know. 12. I don't know. Some. We've been married for 12 years and, you know, she took them, you know, she'd been taking them the whole time we were married and, and before we were married too. So it's like almost half her life, you know what I'm saying? That she's had the, the burden or burden or how, whatever you want to look at it. She's had the responsibility of, of taking these pills, um, pills that are effective, you know, 99% or what have you, but pills that we know are hormones, and when hormones enter anybody's system, they could do a lot, they can wreak a lot of damage, you know, emotional, uh, physical damage, you know, I just found out recently that, that birth control pills can cause blood clots, what the, blood clots, you know what I'm saying, so, um, so she's had that responsibility and I always felt just as a, you know, as, as a, as a, a husband with somewhere with all like, dang, like I wish there was something, I, I wish I could help you. I, you know, I would help her. Like, hey, don't forget to take birth control pills. And you know, if we, if, if she missed a day, all right, I got the con, you know, whatever, you know? And, and so, but a majority of the responsibility, all the responsibility was on her. And I just felt like that wasn't, it just didn't seem fair. It didn't seem right in the distribution of 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 labor in, in this situation when it came to our to our sex life and when it came to us being intimate I'm like come on so but i i was like well, well guess that's just the way it is you know like you know what am i gonna do you know um i remember when i first heard of someone in my general age group a couple years ago getting a vasectomy and i was like oh what oh why cut no you know what I'm saying? Like that, that is like the first as a man, I'm telling you, like women just understand if you're pressuring your man to get a vasectomy or to, to, to figure something out, you know, here's some things that you don't do. Don't pressure. 
Yeah. Don't use the the adjective or, or the sound snip snip. Like we gotta stop that. Like that's that's juvenile, it's childish, and it's not funny. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, the society would never look at someone getting their tube tied as you know all right tie them and burn them you know it's like we would never do that because that's not it's not appropriate and it's sensitive like okay let me let me explain something to you women y'all y'all have been going to the ob one of the g the old the obstetrician and you know getting cervix exams since y'all were two and a half years old i don't know but it's for a long time right like y'all are used to for the most part as uncomfortable as it may or may not be y'all are used to someone other than your spouse or your parents or whoever being in that general area looking very introspectively into that area right you're used to someone being down there with the with the you know with the flashlight and some silver tools opening and prodding and making sure everything is good I'm gonna tell you like this. Um, no one other than my parents when I was young and my, you know, and my girls that I've been with have ever seen that area outside of like one or two doctors. You know what I'm saying? For yearly checkups, you know, um, we, we just don't expose that area. We're not used to anybody other than people that we want to see it even like you know uh it's just not normal it's it's, it's it's not in our everyday every year we don't have a once a year physical where you know someone's like down there inspecting it might be a little cough cough and you're good but you know so the whole the whole idea of having someone take a knife Straight up, like take a straight up knife anywhere close to that area is extremely foreign. There's nothing I can say to express how foreign of a concept that is. Um, I was in the metro the other day and I grazed the chair a little bit wrong against my area down there and I had to take a breather like I had to like go down on one knee and pray to God you know what I'm saying like <laughs> you know what I'm saying that was real like I just oh excuse me I'm just trying to get through oh hit that bone oh I'm going down on one knee you know what I'm saying so um the thought of of, of getting a doctor to go down with the knife open something up tie something together and close it back up with another set of knives uh it's a little overwhelming so anyhow so this is just my thoughts of like the whole getting a vasectomy like why it was never even it came up to me as something that i should think about um so yeah a few years ago somebody i knew like a friend of a friend you know i think it came up like oh you know homeboy got the snip snip it was like what and just the way people responded to it was like yo like like he got it all cut off like oh now he's you know the character from game of thrones like he's just gone down there like he looks like a muppet down there i don't know but i'm gonna tell you what at that time, I was like, I'll never do that. Like, why would? And and the way it was presented to me was like, oh, his wife made him do it. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, his wife made him do it? Nah, son. I would never, uh-uh, no, never for me. Da-da-da-da-da-da. Not even knowing what it was, what it did. Um, so fast forward to uh fast forward to a couple years. I guess after my daughter was born. Um and you know the wife and I we we had talked about every now and again having you know three kids or more and then you know after after our daughter we were like you know what ah uh, nah we're good um and so we were like okay so what's gonna be the long term plan in terms of contraception is, is is you know she had to change I think she had to change her birth control again because something or another got discontinued and so you know. I don't even know. I think one one of my closer boys, one of my closer boys hit me up and told me like, yo, got it done, son. It's done. Like, that's how he told me. Like, <laughs> he's like, it's a wrap, son. No more kids for me. So I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. What? How? What'd you do? What's, what you talking about? He's like, nah, cut that joint, son. Cut, like, that's how guys talk to each other. Cut that. You know what I'm saying? Cut that out. You know what I'm saying? Like, what? Why would you? Okay. So, um... So on the sneak tip, my wife had a, an appointment with her OB on some level, and she brought back a, a flyer. She brought back a little flyer, and you know, hey, call, call you know, check out these doctors. You know, you know, she kind of gave it to me on the slide. I knew what she was doing, and I really felt like, you know, just based on things that were happening that I, that I see happening, that it's time to put the pills to the side. Like I just, there's something about it where I just, I wasn't feeling them anymore, um, just in regards to changes I saw in her behavior and just other physical attributes, which we don't know is directly related to the pill. I think it is. Me and my expert, you know, clearly you all missed when I got my MD. But um, so, yeah, she brought the, the, the flyer home to me real real swift and slick. Um and I, you know, I looked at, I took, I read it. I was on the train looking at it real suspect. I was giving the flyer the side eye and I was like, let me go on this website. I went on the website at work. I was, you know, I was like, nah, nah, let me not go on at work. I went on my phone at work because I didn't want anybody to see like, what is, I, I, I didn't want anybody to see. I was embarrassed. Like I was like, no, I, I can't, you know. I felt like it was uh, an assault on my manhood if if I let a doctor take a knife and do, you know, what I thought was like just cut the whole thing off, pow, let it flop on the floor like a fish. You know what I'm saying? Because um, in your mind, in, in men's mind, that's like if you think knife and penis, like what what else? You, what are you thinking? Is surgery? No. You thinking it's cosmetic surgery? Plastic? No. You're thinking the big chop. So in my mind, I'm thinking. Y'all, I can't, y'all, I can't let nobody do this to me. I can't nobody cut. So I read up on it. And essentially, to get to the informative part, essentially, uh, a vasectomy is, you know, uh, there's there's a couple of different methods. There's a scalpel method and a no-scalpel method, which the no-scalpel method is some BS because instead of using a scalpel, they just use some really sharp scissors to basically cut uh 
to cut the scrotum. So to cut the ball sack, all right, I'm gonna keep it, I'm gonna use medical and everyday terms for the different levels of people that might be listening. No offense to anyone. So <laughs> they take the scalpel, aka the knife, the jooks, the jookser. Uh, they take the scalpel and they place a small incision. They say small, I don't know how big or small it is, but a small incision on uh, on the underside or the backside of the scrotum and with within there they pull down uh the tubes the i think they're called the vast deference right my all my doctor friends help me out they pull down the two tubes and they basically singe them or sometimes they could tie them or they they basically cut off the supply of sperm that come into the scrotum and and mix with the ejaculate aka the cum okay it's, it's going too far i went too far with that okay um i'll keep it with ejaculate okay so uh so essentially what a, what what a vasectomy does it it prevents sperm from entering the ejaculate. So when you ejaculate, uh, there's no sperm in it. So my number one question, and this might just be my eighth grade the eighth grade boy that's always in my head, but so what you're saying is that I'm not gonna be able to uh, ejaculate anymore sir ma'am uh and that's absolutely false yes man if you get a vasectomy you can still ejaculate when you are done having sex uh however <laughs> uh, no let me stop when you're done uh you will still see that you're finished wink wink right there'll still be uh, uh ejaculation happening however um, the only difference, the only difference is that there's no sperm in the ejaculate. So, you know, whatever, you know, whatever comes out of you, it'll still be there. It'll still come out, you know, for all the hood people. I got to keep a trill for. Um, so I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. So you're saying I still, I still ejaculating. So there's still be. And so the, the other question is, is it going to change, you know, sexually? Is sex going to still feel the same? Um, by all accounts, everything I've read, everybody I've talked to, as a matter of fact, a few people I've talked to says that sex is even better once you have the vasectomy. Why? How could that be? Um, I think it's a little bit mental and physical because, um, uh, you know, if you're with somebody, you know, if you're with your wife or your girl or whatever, like if you're with somebody and you know that, you know, I'm good, you know, I'm I got my permanent condom on. You don't have to take pills anymore. We could literally get busy any given time, anytime, any place. Just name it. I'll be there, you know, and you don't have to worry about, oh, this, oh, let me get a condom or, oh, you know, that take the pill today. Oh, I forgot. So from what I understand and from what I hear and read, people say that there is a level of freedom that is uh that excite that is exciting to both the man and the woman or the man and you know whatever is the situation is so that's something that is also a myth that if you get a vasectomy that sex won't be the same everything i've heard and read uh has said the the exact opposite i haven't read anything or heard from absolutely anyone that says that they decreased their sex drives that's the other thing you know, the act is one thing, but then the other thing is, oh, if I cut my balls off, I'm not going to have a sex drive. Okay, sir. 
you're not cutting your balls off, okay? <laughs> you're not doing that. You're making a small incision. They're just changing some of the wiring on the inside, you know, um, and that's that. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so your sex drive isn't impacted. Um, like I said, a lot of people say the sex drive is increased because of the freedom and because of just being able to go out and do what you got to do anytime. Um, so, uh, and, and that's it. So the procedure I'm doing tomorrow, um, from what I understand, it, it, it can be a little painful here and there. Uh, so the doctor gave me, uh, some, some preemptive medicine to take an hour before my procedure. The procedure itself takes about, uh, 30 minutes, 15 to 30 minutes. And then you have to stay there. They make sure everything's okay. Um, you know, you go home, you know, I'm on bed rest for 24 hours. Um, after that, you know, I can resume light activity. Uh, after 72 hours, they say you can pretty much go back to a somewhat normal schedule. I have to wait maybe two weeks to work out, which is going to be hard because I'm in my zone right now, but that's all good. Uh, after 72 hours, it could resume, uh, intercourse. That's for my, for my, uh, learned friends uh i could uh no i'm not gonna go there (laughs) i was gonna say something so inappropriate we can have sex again after 72 hours um and what else oh so something to, to to think about and consider is that the the vasectomy isn't automatic so as soon as they make the cut tomorrow i could still go out and have sex with someone in a week and get them pregnant um so basically what they what they likened it to was you know if you have a hose in the garden in your yard and you're watering your lawn you spray it out you spray it out you turn off the pipe that doesn't mean that there's still not water inside of the hose if you were to drain the hose there'd still be all of that water in there so essentially uh, I have to drain the hose after the procedure to ensure that there are no sperm in the ejaculate. Under, are you following me? Got me? Got you. Um, and so I have to go in, uh, I believe, in, I think they said six to eight weeks, and they'll take a sample and they'll uh, they'll be able to give me the thumbs up whether it's good to go or not but something good something good you know is that they basically said after the operation the doctor was like "Mm, as much as you can get it in get it in (laughs) the more you're able to drain that hose uh no pun intended but the more you're able to drain that hose the better your chances will be that there will be no more sperm in your ejaculate. So he was like, hey, if you can get, you know, about 20, 25 ejaculates, <laughs> uh, if you can, <laughs> this is this is crazy. If you can get 20 to 25 of those in that six week, six to eight week period, then, you know, you should be good to go. I'm like, word, 20 to 25. Gotcha, doc. No, um. Yeah, so I mean, that's it, man. That's it. And the whole the whole point that the whole fear and the whole lack of information 
um, ultimately it got to me, it got me to thinking like th- that, that felt like sexism to me. I don't, I don't know. I, it's hard to explain, but I feel like women have to, this is not me caping for women or, you know, whatever I am though. Shit. I am. I am. Because when it comes to the whole, you know, giving birth and sexual, um, uh, not sexual not behavior, just the whole process Women have to endure so much already. You know, they're like, you gotta carry the baby for nine months and then deliver and then breastfeed and then like the shit that, oh, the stuff that that happens to the woman as a result of carrying the baby, their body is all messed up, their hips hurt, their feet hurt, their hair falls out, their skin is not the same, their nose gets big, fingernails fall, like, all that really and like men we can't take one little simple operation and 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 make sure that we don't go through that again you know so ultimately like ultimately me doing this is ensuring that we don't have to have any more kids again which is a win 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 for everyone everyone's happy everyone's lovely we're all in a very happy place and so that's it ladies and gentlemen i'm having a vasectomy tomorrow and i'm gonna tell as many people as i can about it i'm gonna tell men about it like look if you're you know whatever age and you know you and your wife you and your lady are good you're not having any more kids um get it done you know what i'm saying insurance covers it it's a simple procedure. Don't have to worry about pills anymore. Don't have to worry about your wife being crazy off those pills. You know, everybody think, oh, people always say, oh, my wife is crazy. My wife is crazy. Oh, my girl, she crazy, man. She crazy. She's not crazy. She's emotionally uh, 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 emotionally run ragged by all of the daggone uh, medicines in her body. These pills, man, you take these pills for, for 18, 20, 25 years. You know, these hormones, um, you know, your body doesn't know how to respond to them. You miss one day, you got to double up, then you're throwing up. Like, come on, man. Guys, take this, do it. It's not that serious. I mean, it is serious. Let me let me stop. It is very serious. Someone is taking a knife to your scrotum. So it's absolutely serious. Um, but um, if you consider everything that you and and the woman in your life, if that's the case, have, have gone through and what she's gone through on behalf of you and your children. Um, it's, it's the least that we can do or at least offer it and look into it. Look into it because it's not as bad. Um, the results are not as bad as you think. You don't lose your sex drive. You don't, you know, sex still feels the same. You still... Uh, ejaculate your testosterone remains the same um, and it's irreversible and it's you know it's just it's just something that I think we should look into uh, and just and, you know hey just even out the workload a little bit alright so that's it um, thank you for joining this episode. Spread the word, man. If you if you if you know a man in his in his thirties, you know that's that's feeling this or thinking about it. Send him this episode. Give him my number. I'll talk to him, uh, and and we'll go from there. But thank you as always for tuning in. This is episode one 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 nine, episode nineteen, the idea of manhood. Uh, five mics. 
The microphone gives me wings. Husband, father, educator, writer, MC. Holla, see y'all next time. Peace.